All right. Well, we are going to pick up. It's been actually several weeks. We started a series called In His Name. And so we're going to pick up there, review some, uh, definitely, because uh, it's been several weeks. But um, go ahead and turn to a few verses of Scripture. Uh, Mark sixteen fifteen. Go ahead and turn there. And go ahead and turn over to Luke, if you could hold your place in, in Mark, and turn over to Luke 24, 46 as well. So Mark 16, verse 15, Luke 24, 46. We'll go there, and then um, go on. Isn't God faithful? He is so amazing. You know, we sang about it. He is awesome. He is amazing. Yet He knows you. And he knows me. And He's interested in us. Mark 16, verse 15, it says, And He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel <coughs> excuse me, to every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Let's go back to verse 15. Notice it says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The good news. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will, will be condemned. And here he says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, and this is a list. You could read this. It says, in my name they will cast out demons. But you could just read this. It's, if you look at their semicolons between them, in my name they'll cast out demons. In my name they'll speak with new tongues. Because anything you're going to do, you're going to do it. In, we're going to get to this. In his authority, in his name. It's not like you cast out demons in his name and then you do the rest of this uh, without his authority. But specifically, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's in his name that we're going to do this. Go ahead and look at Luke 24, another verse you'd turn to. Luke 24, 46. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high." So notice uh, verse 47 says that repentance and remission of sins. Well, he said another verse, the gospel, which is all inclusive, but this is part of the gospel. It's in the whole gospel. But that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. The gospel should be preached, how? In his name. 
to make disciples, or excuse me, uh, should be preaching his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now I'm going to read to you, I didn't have you turn here, but Matthew 28, 18, if you could put that one up. We'll just look at it on the screen. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Notice that. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Do you believe that? Now notice what Jesus did. He said, All authority has been given to me. And he turned right around then, verse 19, Go therefore. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So he said, all authority has been given to me. He is the highest name in the universe. I and mean, we've heard that sometimes, and you like, it goes in one ear, and we're just like, yeah, yeah. Jesus is the highest authority. You know, we have different authorities in our localities, in our states, in our uh, you know, federal government, and then there's other nations in the world. This is just a one planet, and he is over everything. And his name is over all. And it says, all authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Well, it's the same as preaching the gospel. But notice how he said that. Go, therefore. In other words, all authority has been given to me, and I'm sending you. If you know anything about the chain of command, he's at the top. And he just said, you go. What does that mean? Now you have authority. Isn't that, has anybody ever, you know, I've never been in the military, but I have worked in corporations. And if the head person tells you, or the person, if the head person tells somebody to do something, and they tell somebody under them to do something, and they tell somebody under them to do something, and it gets to you, guess what? You have authority in that corporation, in that company to do that. Is that not right? It's just as if the head did it. If the head says for the, the people under him to do it, it gets down to somebody and they do it. And, well, why are you doing this? Because I was told. And they go to their superior. Well, why, do, why are they doing this? Because so-and-so told me. And it goes all the way back up to the head. It's as if the head were doing it. They're in. They're, the person underneath is acting in the name of the head. And that's exactly what's going on here. Jesus has all authority, and he told you and me to go, and he gave you and me authority. In other words, we do what we do on this earth, not in our little sphere. Well, I'm going to go do something, and I'm a Christian, and so I'm going to step out. Anything we do is on behalf of him. Amen. And we, as we do what he would tell us to do, see, it's important, it's what he would tell us to do, then we have his authority to do it. We have his ability to do it. We have his resources to do it. Amen. Let's go on. Let's read this. So go ahead and put this up on the screen as we're going by. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. That means did not consider it. He wasn't trying to hold on to his um, power and glory. He didn't try to hold on and say, no, 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 I don't want to come to earth. He didn't consider it robbery or something to be grasped. He came to earth, laid aside his glory and power. He was God, but he didn't operate as God going around and doing all the things as God. He came as a man like you and I, took our place, 100% God, 100% man, but he didn't do the things he did. He did it endued with power by the Holy Spirit. As example to you and me. He said, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. His name is at the top. You can pick any name, and Jesus trumps it. It's above everything. You ever played cards? Cards aren't evil. If you start betting on them, that might be. But you know, you ever bet, you ever played something where you got, uh, you're trying to get, you know, take a trick. You're trying to take a, a round, and you put down the different cards. Well, you know, there's different suits. In uh, everything, and so uh, depending on what's going on in the game, you could have a low card in the right suit, and it could outrank something that's a high card in a different suit. Just just because that's where the game is. Well, Jesus has. It doesn't matter what's being played. His name is above everything. Always. It's all, It doesn't matter what what the name is. Doesn't matter if it's cancer. Doesn't matter if it's bankruptcy. Doesn't matter if it's divorce. It, his name trumps everything. Amen. And he gave, he delegated his authority to us. Just, we're not going to, we're going to, we're easing up here to some of these things, but let's keep reading. Therefore, God also exalted, highly, has all, highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus has the highest name. Now we are here. We are here on earth. Everybody agree with that? Amen. Amen. Let it be so or you agree. Okay, everybody, everybody, are we on the same page there? We're on earth. Your body at least is on earth right now. Hopefully you're all here. Raise your hand if you say I'm here. See, this is where if you don't raise your hand, we got questions, but we'll just move on. We are here, but we have work to do on behalf of heaven. Can you put up Philippians 3.20 um, in the New King James? For our citizenship is where? In, as a Christian, your citizenship is in heaven. Number one. 
Amen? We're here, but truly, as a Christian, our home is not here. No matter where you call your home on earth, your real home as a Christian is not anywhere on earth. It's not here. Some of you, you know, wish they could go home. Well, you know, home changes. I'm talking about in the earthly sense. You know, you can't ever go home. It's not the same as when you left it, right? Everything's moved on. It's changed. That picture you have in your mind? You know, we were just in um, Oklahoma. And where was it? Where, Andrew, you were saying something. Boy, it looked a lot smaller. I remember you saying that, but I can't remember where it was now. But Andrew's grown a little bit in the last couple years, and especially when we left Oklahoma, Andrew was two. You know, and he was like this tall. He's a big two-year-old, but, um, you know, everything looked big. We're walking around Rama and everything, and wow, you know, these things look big. Now he goes, I remember that being a lot bigger. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, that doesn't look so big to me anymore. Well, it's not, you're different. Everybody around's different. It's constantly shifting. God doesn't look back. He looks back saying, look what I did. But then he always says, I'm going forward. Watch about looking back and, oh, I wish. What you're wishing for probably skewed anyway. It's not really there. It probably wasn't as good as you remember it anyway. The good old days aren't so great. Always. I'm not saying don't remember. We remember. You know, we have a message coming into the new year about reflection and regret and rejoicing. Go, that's a, that was good. Go back and listen to that. You can look back and say, thank God for what he did. Look back and maybe adjust some stuff. But God is always about what's going on now and going forward. He does not get sad about wishing he could go back. That's not a godly attitude. That's not a godly spirit. If that tries to sit on you, oh, I wish for this and I wish I could go back and I just messed up. That's not God. You need to shut it down. When you hear that, that's the devil. That's not a godly influence. It's not a godly voice. You need to shut it down and say, well, you know, fine, I made a mistake, but God is here now and his plan is still going forth and I'm going to be part of it. And while there's still breath, there's hope and I'm going on. Amen. He is faithful. God is not nostalgic. Nostalgia carries with it a little bit. It's not that he doesn't remember, you know, people. You can remember the good old, old days or people can remember the, you know, what happened in the past. Hey, remember when? But it doesn't have that twinge of sadness. Nostalgia will be like, and kind of wish. No, God's not wishing he could go. God is saying we're going and it's good. So we are citizens, our citizenship is in heaven for which we eagerly wait for the, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to meet the Savior face to face sometime. That is in our future. It's real. That's not a story. We're going to go up to Jesus and see him and meet him. I'm not talking about visions and stuff. Yeah, you could have a vision. Don't seek visions. Don't seek experiences. But regardless, we know we are going to step foot into heaven and see him. It's a real place. Glory to God. And it's way better than here. 
But while we're here, we have something to do, and it is on behalf of heaven. Because that's our home. That's where we're from. Now, your recreated being, the, your spirit, is created by, this, by God. And you, that's your, your origin. Of course, your body, born here. Your soul is going to go with you. Your mind, will, and emotions. But we are doing whatever we do should be on behalf of Him. Anything else is a waste of time. I said anything else we do if it's not on behalf of Him. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be doing quote-unquote Christian or biblical things all the time as far as you know, study the word and pray and just neglect your family. No, all, God tells us to do all those other things in his word and those are on behalf of heaven. Spending time with people is on behalf of heaven because we're all going to be there. Helping each other run our race here on this earth, that's what we're called to do. I mean, as a pastor, we're here and running our race and helping you all to run your race. And we're all going to get there. And impart some spiritual things so that we get what we need and we can stay strong and we can encourage each other up and we can run. Because like you've heard me say many times, the time is short. I don't know when Jesus is coming back and neither do you. But regardless, it's short. If we're here for decades more, it's still short. It's going to be a blink of an eye and we're going to be there. Let's look at this in the amplified version. I love this. We are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, homeland, which is heaven. From it also we earnestly and patiently... Oh, this, the other one that I was really saying is going to be coming, but this is good too. Um, we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland. Notice that, our homeland. Our homeland. It's your homeland. We're going to get to go home. Oh, there's going to be a, a reception there, too. You know, when you go home, I mean, you may be different for different people. But, you know, a lot of times when people go home and people, you haven't seen somebody for a while, they're excited to see you, a little bit different. Heaven is going to be better than we could possibly imagine when you get home. You come back from... Your mission here. Going to be amazing. We, we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. And from it, also, we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as Savior. Now go ahead and look. Uh, let's see. I'm going to turn over there. I'll put it up on the screen. We covered this a little bit, uh, and I'm going to put it in a different translation. Anyway, 2 Corinthians 5.17. You know, getting everybody on the same page. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So if we're in Christ, we're a new creature. We've been born again. We're a new person. Verse 18, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, 
and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is talking about doing things in His name. When it talks about being ambassadors, that's what that means. Before we put it up in the New Living Translation, go ahead, could you have that definition still? An ambassador is an official envoy, especially a diplomatic agent of the highest rank. Well, we have a homeland, right? We have the, high, the, the highest rank in the universe over every name. Our homeland is in heaven, and Jesus now has sent us here on this earth. Well, we are a diplomatic agent of the highest rank here accredited to a foreign government. Do we just read, is there a commonwealth? Is there a homeland that we're from? Yes. yes. See, that's there. We're here. But we are ambassadors. We are representatives. So that it's a, a diplomatic agent of, of a, uh, to a foreign government or sovereign as the resident representative of his or her own government. Is there more to that? Or sovereign and appointed for a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment. We're appointed. Do you see this definition? Jesus said... I have authority. I'm sending you. You go get the job done. We have been designated for an assignment, a diplomatic assignment, temporary, even though it may be decades. But we're only here for a period of time. But notice, we are on doing it on his behalf. That's what in his name means. It is not a tagline that we put on the end of prayers just to, you know, like a magic word. We pray in the name of Jesus. But when you say, you pray, and you say, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Do, you, do, we, do we get, you're starting to see what we're actually saying. We are saying, in His name, I'm here, I'm asking for something from heaven, the homeland. And I'm asking in the name of Jesus. That would be like you working for a corporation and you're phoning back or making an order. You say, I need this. And oh, by the way, the president sent me and I'm, doing, I'm ordering it in his name. That's what it is. And he already authorized it. And he already purchased it. So if, you th if it, you're just looking at me, no, it's not me. I'm doing it in his name. He already paid for it. He already authorized it. So ship it on over. That's what it means. It's not about you. It's not about your name. It's not about your background. It's not about your last name. It's not about your family tree. It is about his name and his name carries authority. It has all authority and he gave it to you. To do what? Just to, you know, mess around on this earth? No, to do kingdom business. A company doesn't give you access to their funds for you to go party. Now, you may go out to eat and hang out with people, but you're doing it and get to have nice meals and drive a nice car and everything. It's on company business. Well, if a company would do that, how much more God? 
Well, you know, God wants us to be poor and not have anything. Companies, earthly, godless people sometimes have more sense than that. Not all of them. Some of them are like, no, you scrimp and save. Yeah, you're not going to do your best work when you're like that. When you're well-fed, relaxed, and you take, if companies take care of people, the people will do, I heard, you know, somebody said once, you pay somebody twice what they're worth, they'll work like four people. People, if they're appreciated, and it is a very big form of appreciation, money, it's not the driving factor, and they've proven this. You don't got to pay somebody twice as much. You pay them what they're comfortable with and what they're satisfied. More than that, for, for a lot of people, it doesn't even matter. It's, it's, it's other things. If it's the right culture and everything, they won't jump for more money. They'll be like, and put up with all that stuff? No. Anybody that's been around long enough and worked for Cummins, you know. That money is not necessarily worth it. But if God, or I mean if people... Know how. You're on company business. Sure, you take the clients out, and you know you're not funny, but you have a nice meal, and you take care of them, and they, rent, they, they, they put you in a nice car and everything. God is way higher than that. If you're going to do His business, He will take care of you, and He has paid for it. Amen. It is an ambassador. Let me ask you. I mean, I, like, I don't have any intimate knowledge about how the government works and everything, but when we, when we send somebody to go do a job, you're not expecting them to pay for it. Our government's paying for it, right? As an ambassador? Oh, you're an ambassador for the United States, but oh, you know, you better bring your checkbook or your visa or whatever, you know, what's the one you don't leave home without? Mayor Express, but what's the visa's taken everywhere anyway? No, we're, we are working in his name. It's about him. An authorized representative or messenger, but the first one is what we were really focusing on. Now look at this in the New Living Translation. We'll put it up, 2 Corinthians 5.17. <clears throat> this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Glory to God. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Well, if a new life began when you became born again, you stay and you walk in that, this is a new life today. So yesterday, even if you're a Christian yesterday, and you, if you mess something, mess something up, or last week, or last year, you know what? Today's a new day. You have a new life. Don't look back. Look forward. Look to what God is saying now. Satan will try to keep you back. Looking back, you know, I messed up here. Forget all that. If, it, if, a, new, what would, if a person just get, gets born again and believes God, you say, oh, no. And they were like, no, but I did this. You would say, oh, no, that's gone. But then so many times as Christians, after you walk a little while and if you miss it, whatever, it's, you, if you're not careful, it starts to weigh you down. You start to feel like, oh, just it's so hard. No, we should walk like this every day. Get up. Previous life is gone. We're going forward. We're going forward. We're staying on top. Go ahead and go to the, the next page. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. 
And God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Who's Christ? Jesus, the anointed one. Christ means the Messiah or the anointed one. We are Christ, Jesus, the highest name, highest authority in the universe. We're his ambassadors. Every Christian, whether they know it or not, maybe not walking in it, may not know, but we are ambassadors for the Christ. Christians means little Christ. We're supposed to walk around in his name doing what he would do if he were in the situation. We are his ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. God has sent us on a mission. Amen. Let's look at, uh, real quick, 2 Corinthians. We'll, we'll just put it up on the screen because we read this again too. Before, I mean, we read it before. 1 Corinthians 3.9. Covering some of these things that we cover, but we'll, we'll get to the next step. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. We're God's fellow workers. Well, you know, it's amazing he calls us his fellow workers. Anyway, I mean, he is, again, what? The name above every name. We're talking about God Almighty, the Creator. And he gives us the opportunity to work with him doing his project. Do you guys, do you, I don't think we understand what this is. To put it in terms, again, of like a company, that's like the CEO coming and saying, he, you're his fellow worker and you're working with him and you're going to actually, you have tighter communication most likely with God than you would ever have with somebody of a higher rank um, just in a corporation unless, of course, you're on his leadership team or something. But he says you're his fellow worker. God. He's so far above any authority on this earth, it's not even worth talking about. Yet we can... See, the reason I'm spending some time on this is if we understand who He is and who we are in relation to Him, it'll change our interactions with the world around us. You guys didn't hear me. If we understand who He is and the magnitude of His name and His authority, and the fact that it was delegated to us, and we are actually His ambassadors, His representatives here, and it's a legal thing, and it's a, a universal, the, the law of the universe thing, and that He has delegated that, it will change the way we interact. Because we are not just somebody trying to get by and begging God. We are his fellow workers and he's actually delegated his authority to us. It's ours. When we say something, should be as if he's saying it. Could Jesus get stuff done on the earth? Of course he could. 
Was he unsure about who he was? When he gave a command, was it followed? Yeah, it was. He told us to go in his name. We're going to keep spending time on that, but we're ramping up. But if we understand God, that's why I'm spending time. He is he's the highest power. So much higher. See, things we take, we've heard, and how we interact with our surroundings in maybe our businesses or organizations, and we think, oh, well, they're up here. You know, I don't ever rub shoulders with the president or the CEO, and not in a derogatory way, you just, you don't see them. They're doing other stuff, and they should be. But, you know, these people, you just don't, God is not, not that level. You can't even draw, or you can't even motion how high of a level he is. It's, I, could, I could go up and go up and go, I still wouldn't hit. I could keep going to where I'm just going all the way across the universe, which we don't know where that is, you know, as far as the end. And it still doesn't measure how high God is above any person or any position you can mention. And yet he called us his fellow worker. Second Corinthians 6, 1 says, We then as workers together with him, as workers together with him, all, uh, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. He said, When we then as workers together with him, in the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 6, 1 says, As God's partners. We touched on that before. We're going into you know, laying some more, frame, some more uh, foundation. As God's partners... We beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. As God's partners, see, you can see the type of partner you are. We are here with a mission doing something that God, that heaven, the homeland, the commonwealth of heaven has sent us to do. And it didn't just send us and say, you do the best you can, you know, with your help. It, it, it said, Jesus himself the head of the church has sent us to do something on his behalf, with his name, with his resources, with his power, to get the job done. And he is working with us to do it. Glory to God. Glory to you, Lord. I want to read you um, Romans eight twenty eight. I'm going to read you this in the Amplified. Look at this. We are assured. Now this, do you, can you put this up in the, is it easy for you to put it up in the New King James real quick? I didn't give you that, but we'll look at this in a minute. I want to show you this in the New King James. We'll come back to this. Romans 8, 28 in the New King James. Awesome. And we know, so this is this scripture, you may have heard it like this. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Let me ask you a question. Do you love God? Well, you qualify. 
To those who are called according, are the called according to his purpose. Well, is an ambassador called? Yeah. If you are on, see, calling is not just for like the five, what we call the fivefold ministers, somebody has a ministry gift. It is what you are called to do on this earth as an ambassador. See, God has a lot of ambassadors. It's not just a certain class and the rest of Christians, you know, doing nothing. Everybody is an ambassador. That's a Christian, whether they know it or not. And everybody has a calling, whether they know it or not. We know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to what? His purpose. purpose. We just going to go do whatever you want? No. We're going to do what he said to do. See, all this goes with what he said to do. It's not this game where people are, well, you know, we believe such and such at our church and believe this and we just use it kind of on our little Christian bubble. We're on a mission here on this earth on behalf of heaven as ambassadors to do something and that's where this applies. We had a testimony earlier. If you know God, see, this, is, this takes tremendous pressure off you. If you know God, you do what you know to do, God will work with you. He's going to help you. But it is so important, give Him access into your life. Give Him access so that you can see what you need to see, so He can help you on your mission. Wouldn't it be silly for somebody to be, as a representative of a corporation or an organization or a government, and be like, well... I'm an organization, I mean, I'm an ambassador, I'm going, but you know what, I really don't care about talking to the head office. I'm here, I'm here, it's a nice part of the world, what are we going to do? Hey, that looks like a good place to eat, I'm going to go spend time, and hey, there's a beach, I'm going to go chill at the beach. Woo! Here's a nice car to drive, I'm going to drive the car, talk to these people, play these games, play on my phone. Should you call the home office or, you know, be around any of the people that, uh, you know, that, that, that you would have the, the dealings with? Nah, I don't want to do that. Would, you would look at them and go, what? You're in a, what? So it's important for us to commune with him and know what he's doing. But this is saying we know all things work together for good. To those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose, it doesn't matter what in your uh, mission, in things coming at you, if you know God and you're going after Him and you call and you, you with your heart go after His things, He is going to do everything within His power to help you. And there may come a challenge or something come against you, but you can just say, this too, I'm overcoming it. I'm going through because you're acting on behalf of home. Can you put this up in the Amplified? We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor. All things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. We go back and look at that again. 
We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together, because He's a partner with us, and are fitting into a plan. See, we, go, we are walking along. He has the plan. We are just listening to what He wants us to do, and we're walking out that plan. See, it's not about your plan. It's not about you figuring out what you need to do and you grow in your little area and say, well, I'm doing this. No, it's all as an arm of the, the, the Christ. Should be. It shouldn't be going over and saying, well, I'm going to do such as... No, everything should be aligned saying or doing what he would have us to do. And then it's just him working through us. There's a big difference there. He's working through us, fitting into a plan for good, to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. See, He has a design. He's the one that figured out what to do, what needs to be done. He ordained the church. He said the authority has been given to Him. He said go. He's the one that put it all together. Now we're just a piece of it doing and carrying out what He said to do. And He said He would help and His resources are there. And we do it on behalf of Him. Glory to God. That raises the bar on anything. If we're hooked up with Him, that, that, that changes our outlook and changes how we're interacting. In His name. In His authority. In His place. Glory to God. You and me stand as representatives of the Almighty.